All right, so um, we're going to have a special service today, obviously. Good to have everyone. We're going to have a time of sharing after I share uh, God's Word today. And uh, Pastor Sam's going to uh, help us lead that time of sharing. So one of the things that I want to try to do during this time of sharing for me as I give the Word is to um, get you thinking in a right way about what to share. Um, sometimes we get stuck about what to share in times like this, and you start kind of going off, and, and I've had people almost kind of like do it as a little bit like Academy Awards, you know, it's like, I want to thank, and you start going through all the people that you thank, and that's not a bad thing, it's not a bad thing, um, but just to help you guys to think a little bit, um, I entitled, uh, or I, 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 the, the subtitle is, uh, Things I Learned, Things I Learned at Cross, and that's definitely one of the main things that I want to share with you guys. But um, let's just get this out of the way. So how many of you guys are feeling a little bit emotional right now? So anybody here? <laughs> a little bit more. And I felt this emotional energy. And I kind of like, uh, one of the things that, that uh, clued me off to the emotional energy for this week in preparation for this week was uh, there was this email thread that was going around about uh, meatballs. How many of you guys were on that? Okay. And I, I felt like that was a little bit indicative of this, this feeling. I mean, it started off as, as this very innocent email by Kayla trying to help organize the potluck. And, and it turned into this goofy conversation that would not die. It was this email thread, and, and it was this, people would not let it die. Um, and I felt a little bit like there was all this emotion about today, about Sunday, and, and, you know, it felt a little bit like, um, you know, like a long, long time ago. long, long time ago when Esther and I were first dating, we would cu- give each other phone calls. You guys remember this time when we used to do this, when people used to do this? Call each other and you're like, you don't want to get off the phone. You're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And you go, you hang up. And they're like, no, I'll, you hang up, you know. And, and it felt a little bit like that. That sort of a thing. You did not want to let this email thread die. Uh, this email chain, that's what this week felt like a little bit, and, and I, I think many of us are feeling that right now. Uh, I don't want this to end, right? That sense of, I don't want this to end. But as much as there is indeed a part of me that wants to cry today, there is also another part that knows that our future is in good hands, with capitals. This thing that we do, this thing that we struggle, where we struggle to let go of good things that has happened, that we have, that we're holding on to, it's what we do, but it's not because we think the future is bad. But we do have this thing where we want to hold on to the things that are good. People cry at graduations, even though, you know, you go through school saying, I can't wait to graduate, I can't wait to graduate, I can't wait to graduate. And people cry at graduations like it's the end of the world, right? People cry at weddings. You know, you know when, especially men, you know when they cry the most? It's when they hug their parents. Like, oh, our relationship is no longer going to be the same. And when the, when, when the, the brides hug, hug their dads, you know, it's like, oh. And they start crying. One time, even, um, um, I remember visiting a mom at a hospital after she gave birth to her second child, a daughter. 
I was this beautiful daughter that she was holding. And I asked her how she felt the night before. Was she excited? Was she happy? Was she anxious? All these things. As she was going to deliver her daughter, her second child, her first daughter, though, uh, the next morning. Was she excited? And, And she said she cried holding her son because her firstborn son because she felt so bad for him. We struggle with letting go of something that, that's good that we have. And what God has given to us at our church, we've been finding out, has been this beautiful gift. And, and, and it's almost like we're, we're feeling like a little bit remorseful because like, oh, just like that child that we send off at, at the wedding where we go, oh, I should have, oh, I am a little sad. I, I've been wanting you out of the house, but actually now I feel a little sad that you're leaving. That we're learning to appreciate what God's gift has been to us a little bit, a little bit late. And we feel like that. But it's good that we're struggling with this. Not because we think the future is bad, but because we sometimes appreciate our gifts the most in times of change and transition like this. So I, I am struggling a bit today because I am appreciating this and I am appreciating you guys and I am appreciating our church, Cross Community Church. What should we do during this time? What should we do during times like this? Um, one thing that we can do And one way for us to show our appreciation is to show our gratitude, to show our appreciation for what God has given us by reflecting on what he has given to us. Reflecting soberly, reflecting generously for the gift that God has given to us. And what I want to do now is to list some of the things that being part of cross has taught me. And it's a little bit random. It's not completely organized. Those were things. And it's not complete, um, for sure, by any means. And nothing that I say right now, I hope, comes across as original or surprising. What I mean by that is, everything that I say to you now will be things that you will say I have witnessed that. It will be things that you say, I have lived that too. I get that. And I appreciate that too. That I, you, we bear witness right now, in one sense, to these life-giving lessons that we have lived out together here in our flawed, imperfect, stumbling, but ultimately God-honoring community. So, Here are some of the lessons that I learned in no particular order, and um, they are meant to be personal, but I I hope you take with it, you take it to be whatever um, point of contact for you to take as your lesson as well. So let me me start going through it before I get more caught up in the build-up. So, all right. Let me start with the first one. Cross has taught me. Cross has taught me. Hospitality is serious business. Until we started Cross, one of the things 
that I don't think I realized was just how powerful the ministry of hospitality can be. But relationships have changed and our community has changed because we opened doors to one another. Because we did simple acts of showing our care for one another by opening doors to each other. Figuratively, literally, and we did this for each other regularly. One of the best gifts that we have received from you sometimes have been the simple act of hospitality that, that you have by giving us meals, serving meals during our snack time. Which just will forever go down as something that we have as a great misnomer for our church. Hospitality is a great gift. as a great, great powerful tool in ministry. That's one thing I learned. Second thing, and I'm going to go, go through this quick, by the way, just in case you're expecting like a, a regular length message. Um, um, Pastor Sam has a bet with me right now. <laughs> we, we literally have a bet with each other. And we're going to go through uh, the sermons that we have preached, at least on record, to see on the average uh, whose messages were longer. Not just whose messages felt longer, but actual length, okay? So I don't want to get into that. But on the average, whose messages have been longer? And for some reason, Pastor Sam really believes that it's me, my messages have been longer. I tell him, no, I believe my messages felt longer, but in fact, they were shorter overall. So, but today's, I'm going to try to get through this really quick. So it really is going to be a list because I really want to save time for you guys to share this time. And some of you guys already, um, you know, I could just tell because you guys are like interacting with me. It's, it's a little weird because it's not just like two people that's giggling. It's not just Mia and Christine that's kind of like interacting with me. <laughs> the rest of you guys are like, yeah, yeah. Like I could just tell there's emotional energy. I mean, there's some of you guys that are not that sentimental, like James Lee, one of the first things that he said to me this morning, this morning, on this day, he comes up to me and he said, can I just throw away the signs after we're done today? It's like, I almost cussed at him. It's like, I was like, what is wrong with this guy, Mia? Did he toss away your wedding album as well because it took too much space in your house? It's like, what? It's like, no, I was just, I'm being a little bit cruel. Um, I'm being a little bit cruel because I live with somebody that's just like you. So it's like, it's true. It's like, she knows it too. Cross has taught me. Number two, wow, that, that first point was supposed to be like a minute, but uh, that was supposed to be the shortest one. Cro- number two, and this is really meaningful for me, um, sticking with it through hard times. Sticking with it through hard times is critical to meaningful growth. Cross has taught me that God really honors Perseverance. It, it, it brings a, it induces a smile on his face when we endure through hard times. And there's something about not quitting, especially in hard times. Because it, it, you have to be willing to endure because the best often is not just on the other side of hard times, but it's only possible because of faithful perseverance. Sticking with it. Through hard times is critical to meaningful growth. 
Christ has taught me that. Third one, and this is related to the second one, second point. Christ has taught me relationships really do get a second life. Wow, that's weird. That's <laughs> okay. Cross has taught me that friendships really can be redeemed. Relationships can have a second act, but I realize that most of the time we never give it a chance. Some of you guys know exactly what I'm talking about, and um, yes, if you're thinking that's you and me, yeah, that's who you are. <laughs> Relationships really can have a second chance at life. But we have to be willing to get past the hard times and not quit on that relationship. Some of you have taught me that. Number four, Cross has taught me that opening up our lives is hard, but it really is the better way to live. Another way of saying this is to say, to let someone else care about you, your pains, your struggles, your issues, um, is to bless them with an opportunity to care, to minister to you. I am, by nature, a very private person, and I generally struggle with admitting that I struggle. So I'm struggling right now. But I think I am more open now and better for it because of what Cross has taught me through you. Number five, related to that point. Cross has taught me that listening really is doing. Cross has taught me that some of the most important work that I can do to serve others is to listen. Hearing one another is one of the most important things that we can do for each other. And this is a lesson that some of you, you know who you are, have taught me. Not because you just kept on talking, but because you listened. Number six. Cross has taught me that serving is really the best way of being part of a church. We joke at our church a little bit that it's really impossible for you to not be serving at our church. Our church is a sort of a church where you just can't be a spectator. And it's not because we have so many needs. It's not because we're trying to get so many things done. But I think one of the things that's a core value for us is that our church, we really believe that being part of a church is to be part of a community where you serve one another and the vision of the church. And that's the best way to be part of a church. I think that's what Cross has taught me. And the last thing that I want to share with you right now about what Cross has taught me, number seven, is that really stuff is happening 
even when you think nothing is happening. Things are happening in our lives, in our community, even when we think nothing is happening. I don't think I'm the only one that who, have, who has ever wondered at times in our seven plus years together, is anything really happening in our church? What is God doing at our church? But I think part of uh, all this stuff that we're appreciating and, and thankful for right now is because we see right now that indeed things have been happening, that God is indeed, God has been indeed been faithful and at work. And there's a bunch of parables about how the kingdom of God is like a seed that does its work, that does its work, that looks like nothing's happening, but one day it sprouts, and one day it shoots forth, and a tree grows. But stuff like that takes time to mature. And I'm glad that we have had the chance to see some of those things mature in our midst. Now, those are the seven things that I wanted to share, and I could probably have indeed gone on for about another 30 minutes. But I do want to take time now to take one of my lessons and listen. And I want to just close by saying this, which is to say, what will happen when all of these lessons, with all of these lessons next week? What will happen to all of these things that you're appreciating about what God has done in our midst? What will happen to those things that you're grateful for and those relationships that took so hard, such hard work to build? Where will they go? What will happen to these things? Will we have to start from the ground up again? Will we have to trash these hard-earned lessons and, and, and about community life and start from scratch? And the answer, of course, is no. And this is something that I'm really willing to bet on. And this is why... I read from Acts chapter 5 today, right? The very simple lesson in Acts chapter 5 is people trying to figure out. There's these, uh, the disciples and Peter and his gang are preaching God's word because they believe so fervently in what they're doing. And, and these people at the synagogue, at the temple, they don't know what to do with them. And so they finally try to, try to actually punish them. But one of the wise people stand up and say a truth that we all need to hear. And he says, if it is human work, it will disappear. And it was meant to disappear. But if it is God's work, if it is God's work, then it cannot be stopped. One of my favorite passages, one of my favorite verses from the Bible is from Philippians 6, 1, 6. It says, the one, he who began the good work in us will see it to its completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That he who began the good work in us, he's going to be faithful. He's going to be faithful to see us all the way through to completion, not to for this week, not for next week, not for just for the life of, of church or whatever else, but that he will see it to his completion, that he will be faithful to its completion until the end. That our God is not a God who leaves things unfinished. No, that our God can be trusted, that God who began the work 
that God who began the good work in us will continue to shape us and will continue to change us until we are finally finished and presented perfect before the glory of his son and his return. And the question for us right now is, do you believe that? Do you believe that? Amen?